This is Power 1 and 2 Digital, the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. Everybody right now caught in the jostle for space in the race Trying to keep up with the pace by space round cram Everybody is jamming, jamming, jamming Jamming for a better life, a better way of living In the meantime, simple things we forgetting Like how to say good morning, morning, neighbor Over to join us on the second hour of the Power Breakfast Show. All right, thank you, AB, for our major news. Thank you so much, AB. Because we have a news break coming up at 8 o'clock. All QDT. Richard Rangobar, see you at Paul Richards, all right? Let's take a look at something traffic wise. It is really heavy coming out of Diego Martin this morning. Really heavy. All right, out of Mocha Maraval, heavy as well. Rison Road, it's heavy. The right lane is moving faster. All right, Lower Santa Cruz, taking a look. Uh, Piaco straight into UE and then Val State in the Port of Spain. Uh, Trick City Central Road is heavy. Um, Takarigua. Yeah, straight up towards uh, Makoya, which is also busy, and then heading towards... Uh, Take the Eastern Main Road towards Mobile, you've got traffic. The private bus routes have been busy as well. Ibis Gardens towards Curep, you've got traffic. And uh, let's take a look at the solos around San Fernando. San Fernando is lighter than usual, would you believe? It is. Riverland Road is heavy. We're going to get traffic from Freeport and really starts to build up after Chaguanas. After Chaguanas, you'll get traffic heading towards the interchange. All right. So that's a quick traffic update. Hope it helped you out in one way or the other. All right. Um, let's get the results of our morning poll. Let me see if I have any more votes here to tell you about. Yeah, I got big guy. My vote. You think you go either way. But my vote is no. Thanks, big guy. All right. So let's get the results there, Mr. Richie Rich. So our poll this morning was, do you agree with Israel Khan's senior counsel mm-hmm. that he has no chance of becoming president? That's our poll this morning. Yeah. We had 23 people voting their allotted time. Of the 23, 19 of you said yes, you agree with him. Four of you said no, you don't agree with him. You think he still has a chance. Uh, so 23 people in all voted. Um, so that's our result. 19 said yes and four said no of course you can continue to vote on you can continue to vote on this poll throughout the day through all programming and we give you final results tomorrow morning which will be wednesday and midweek already yeah 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 weekend is coming up man i wonder if bets on this like pundits and like you know recent bets and stuff i'm sure Uh, i wouldn't doubt that you know they bet on anything Steve, Bolt's fund is 60, 60 million US, not 10 million, as I said before. Hold on, stop. Six zero? Yeah, one, that's understandable, given his endorsements wow. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has some huge endorsement contracts. 60 million US, not 10 million, as I said before. He lost 60 million? 
the 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 issue with Bolton's investment fund uh where it's being investigated now that the investment company somebody invest in the investment company seemingly embezzled the money female wealth advisor and investigation in relation to using was missing 60 million dollars uh jmd wow it's a billion yeah us equivalent of what 224 million jamaican dollars oh, yeah. 60 million us yeah. yeah 60 million us wow almost a billion jamaican dollars wow you know when you end the man yeah but i always, I always remember years ago oprah winfrey said with regard to the amount of wealth that she has and one of the pieces of advice she gave was sign your own checks. Always, all. Yeah. Don't devolve that to anybody else. Smart advice. Definitely. So you know exactly what's going out, and the ending, the more take of this try and forge your signature, and that will be found out eventually. Mm hmm. Well, all right, let me get Mr. Andrew Rahman online. Once you devolve that to somebody else, as you say, it, anything is anything can happen. People just see money and get greedy, especially if you're a billionaire. You understand? Is the shingo gonna miss that? You understand? Ten a little ten million this year, ten million next year. Yeah, they are the smartest people in the world, so you really have to have to be in your P's and Q's. Yep. Money is something that is changes people. Can tempt people, yeah, and tempt and change people. Oh yeah. And even though it's people that you will trust, the temptation can overtake that trust. Particularly when they know you trust them. Yep. And that's that's the key right there. When you know that you trust them and you know you follow a history of performing for them, then you drop your guard. Never drop your guard. Yeah. Anyway, gentlemen, I do have Mr. Recording Andrew Rahman. He is the chairman of the pharmacy. How do you say it? The pharmacy board, is that it? Pharmacy board of Trinidad and Tobago, yeah. yeah. Pharmacy board of Trinidad and Tobago. Morning, Andrew. Long time. Long time. Everything all right with you? All the best to you and the family? Yes. Same to you all. Thank you so much. We have Paul Richards and, of course, Richard Ragubari Singh. Morning, Mr. Rahman. Good morning. First of all, for those who are, are total novices, tell us what this certificate is about and supposed to be and the amendment regulations. Well, the amendment... Not the regulations, sorry. Not the amendment, the regulations. Right. It's totally unnecessary because every single year... Let me back up one minute. All pharmacies need five licenses to operate every year. One is issued by the minute by the pharmacy board, the pharmacy license. Four are issued by the Ministry of Health. But the minister is extricated himself from the ministry's involvement, saying he has nothing to do with pharmacy licenses. The ministry issues antibiotic license, narcotic license, control license, and pesticide license to pharmacies. Every year, if they don't issue it, the pharmacies will not have life-saving drugs to sell the public. Every year, without fail, there's a calculated effort to delay the issuing of those licenses. Why? Because Andrew Rahman collects $100 for going to get it from the, from the ministry. The ministry has been using their government-paid employment to do duties for the citizenry to stymie the issuing of a license, of four licenses. And, well, the main department responsible for that stymieing is the Drug Inspectorate Division, which issues two life-saving drugs licenses, antibiotics and narcotics. I think you will recall last year Richard's comment was, that is um, bureaucracy going mad. Last year, the, the, the attempt was 
they were not accepting that half is 1.5, is half is 0.5. They were not accepting that 15 little space A is 15A. I have a list. So we won't go into it. I have a list of 30-something things. Put, put a pause, A's. Andrew. Yes. You said, in your opinion, that there's yes. an issue because you are the one who have to collect from the pharmacies or from the ministry and vice versa. Explain that to me. What is that no. about? So, so oh, I offered a service to my membership because there's this shortage of pharmacists. Has been. They would have to leave their pharmacies unattended by a pharmacist and leave Point Fourteen, leave Tobago to go and get these licenses from the Ministry of Health. The Ministry of Health is looking into my plate looking into my pocket and find, like it seems to be a bit too much to get $100 to do the service. And they gave no end of trouble for 20 years. Now, let, let me ask you a question. Yes. You are the president of the pharmacy board of Trinidad and Tobago. Yes. That's correct? Yes, I am. So, so members pay dues to be a part of this board, right? Yes. Right, and you, as the board, represent the pharmacists in what way? Well, we are really there for registration of pharmacies, registration of pharmacists, renewal of life, a whole set of regulatory things. Right, so but the board is doing that, and that's what they're paying the dues for. That, yes, yes. Right, and you... But there's an additional... As, due uh, so are you offering the service as mm -hmm. Andrew Rahman or as the president of the pharmacy board? All right. The, the correct, accurate thing is the council offered the service and to go and get your antibiotic, narcotic control and pesticide license for you. What council is this? The council of the board? Yes, the council of the pharmacy board. So and the $100 is going to the council of the board and not Andrew Rahman? Right. But the, the internal, you're correct. But right, so so it is in the fees that they pay in the cover letter that they get. There's a, a part one eight fifty for the pharmacy license, one fifty for the practice certificate, one hundred. It started at one hundred for the the service to submit your licenses to the ministry. And this is done. The big, and and the pharmacists pay these dues to the board. And these, yes. this, these monies are contained in the dues to the board, so the board and the council of the board performs these services. Right. But the council is not a human being. Some human being must pick it up and carry it. So, the so you are offering a service to pick it up and carry it at the cost of $100? It is now 200 It started at 120 Don't, don't you think that's some sort of a conflict? No, 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 no. The, it is in a people are happy not to be wrecked. No, no, that is, it is not something that it is something that they are entitled to. You know, the, the, all no, I, I, I think Paul's question, Andrew, is yes. is it that when you say you offer to pick it up and that fee of two hundred dollars that you're suggesting is the fee now is that fee to you personally? Right. So I'm saying the council's internal in, internal structure was all council members kindly assist and come and take these things and carry to the ministry. And that fee is not a fee to stay in the pharmacy body, you know, admittedly. That fee goes to whoever carries it to the ministry. So it was supposed to be that all council members will contribute to the process. Submit it in the ministry, wait on it, go back for it, bring it back, and we deliver it to pharmacies. What I'm not what understanding happens, is if, if, yeah. if members are paying a particular fee, whatever you all decide it is, that's your business. To process, because it's really a process initiative, whether it be make sure that your, your, your documents are in a row, Make sure you have the licenses as required by the ministry. Make sure the licenses are filled out and get it from the ministry to the pharmacist. Why is that just not contained in all the fees that the, the pharmacists 
are required to pay to the council of the board or the board why is there why is there the need now for members who may not want to go on their own to carry it on their own or to have to pay additionally to take it to the ministry and bring it back it, it's confusing to me as a holistic service yeah because what 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 seems to be um from your explanation andrew and you could correct us if we're wrong you're saying that they pay they pay these particular fees for that is required from a regulatory point of view and one of the fees is for their practicing certificate but the issue of the actual collection of the practicing certificate so that pharmacists don't have to leave their respective pharmacies across Trinidad and Tobago is an additional fee mm -hmm. for that service of whomever it is from the council that is going to go into the ministry, process the documents and collect the practicing certificate and actually send it to you. What was that, Steve? Yeah, I lost them. I'm going to call him back. Oh, so so I so I, I understand your kind of confusion, Paul, because it, it's kind of unclear where exactly the lines are, um, and and is it because is is it that you and is it that you electing to pay that? I assume you are electing to pay that fee that you are saying. Well, okay, I will go. I I want you all to collect it for me, vis-a-vis -vis me going and collect it myself. Um, so I suppose that's the issue. That's one of the issues there. And he's saying that he's having some sort of problem in that the Ministry of Health, this is what I'm translating from what he's saying, they are the ones who have to decide who are sometimes obstructionist. And I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here um, in terms of him getting those certificates. What I don't understand in this entire picture is why is none of this process virtual why can't i pay? even more confusing to me why you have to pick up a document um take it to the ministry get it processed pick it back up and carry it to the pharmacist why is in 2023 exactly why why aren't all of those certificates being emailed because electronic signatures are legal so why is it that pharmacists have to leave to get a hard copy document? Why can't you have those certificates? And this is a, probably a Ministry of Health question. But, but Mr. Rahman can answer. Is, is that you've made over trust to have it done that way, Mr. Rahman? No, but we're still trying to get him back on. Or oh, he's not on. Yeah, yeah. The call got disconnected. But what, I, what, what I'm wondering is why isn't that process digitized? Why can't you send pharmacists whatever certification? Because he says there's five certificates they need, and but four emanate from the Ministry of Health. Why can't all of those four, let's look at the Ministry of Health, why those four certificates can't be digital? And why can't they be sent digitally to the, the respective pharmacies? And if whoever has to come and check at a certain point, I assume it's like a... All right, he's back on. That, that people can come and check it. Welcome back, Mr. Rahman. That, that you can Sorry. see it. Which you could ask the question. Mr. Rahman. Is he back? Andrew? Yes, I am. Right. Yes, I am. Yes. Yeah, you know what? We were talking while we were trying to reconnect. Why isn't this entire process digital? And why can't but, the yeah, Ministry yeah. of Health send those certificates digitally to pharmacists? To get to that point, the pharmacy board has to have an input. The pharmacy board has a funding problem. I don't have the, the, the computer expertise to do it this way. The pharmacy board gets $150 a year from every pharmacy, pharmacist, which is $12.50 a month. And the can't the board increase? That is pharmacies you're talking no, about. That is the problem. That is the problem. The Minister of Health has to increase it. And he has, has to increase the, 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 the membership fee from of pharmacists to the to the to the board. Pharmacy board, yes. In our have law, have you all asked him to, to increase those fees to authorize that? I don't want to lie, but I think that was a million times. Not in writing necessarily, yeah. 
Why not in writing? Not in this minister. No. We have, in times one might, as in the ministry. And what is the because response, official minister. response? No response. Is it that the, you know, the, your must have, the, the, the board is a bona fide legal entity, right? Right. But so is is there that difficult relationship between the ministry? Has this always existed? Well, I think since I started doing the services and they started looking into my pocket that I'm getting a hundred dollars, now two hundred. You remember last year I called you all and it's your 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 not your intervention, your I suppose public publicity um caused the ministry to retract and accept that one half is 0.5. But but we, can I get uh, <laughs> this issue of the of the of the release by the ministry? The ministry is saying that it notes the failure of the pharmacy board to issue practicing certificates. The pharmacy board has been. We have this problem every year, and Richard would know about this in the law association. The the registrar of the court has to issue practicing certificates. The mm -hmm. registrar of the court cannot issue it by the deadline. So the registrar of the court cannot go to court and take fa take lawyers to court for not having their practicing certificate. And it is the registrar that has to do it. And based on, a, on administrative difficulties, they can't do it in time. So with 19 lawyers on its council, including senior council, they made a decision and examined the law and accepts the receipt for the year in law association. They have 19 lawyers with access to them. Every year we have this problem. Every but the year difference, but the difference with, the, with the issue of practicing certificates is that now they email it to you and... So you can, it's emailed and you can print it out and you have it for your records or you can just leave it in a digital format. Uh, but but the, I, I understand the issue of the practicing certificate that is issued by you, the pharmacy board. When I say you, I mean the pharmacy board. Yes, the pharmacy board, yes. But, but there are four certificates being issued by the Ministry of Health. Yes. Why can't the Ministry of Health but, Richard, but email those know. certificates Two pharmacists instead right, right, of right. instead of do having to do the whole collection issue. No, well, if they email it, it still has to be submitted to them. So there's still an input in the pharma, of the pharmacy board. Or all, all pharmacies don't take the service, you know. Many pharmacies will do it take themselves. Their own documents and credit for themselves. So it is not a compulsory. Going to a thing, it is if you want the service, you leave the documents with us when you submit your pharmacy license application. You pay 100 at the start, 200 now, it went up to 150, 175, now 200, and the pharmacy board will handle all for you. So it is not an issue of the, the receiving of it, it is still an issue of the submission. And when we submit for all the years, they give us trouble to submit. Let me tell you how it started this year now. This year in October, the principal pharmacist, that is the one who heads the division for antibiotics and narcotic licenses, after receiving the secretary registrar's signature on the documents for all, five, all six years that she has assumed duty, the secretary registrar got married and she accepted it for the four years that the secretary registrar got married. And this year in October, she said, you are married, we're not accepting the signature. It took me five weeks to convince her that if the secretary registrar has a government-issued picture ID with the name that she's signing with, meaning her maiden name, let alone that the ministry have about 16,000 documents signed by her with the maiden name, eh? and about 
10,000 of them is after the, the secretary got married. That you have to accept that signature. When that five weeks was over and she accepted that she has to accept it, ministry gave her next problem. Remember, I've been calling for... Wait, 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 pause. So isn't, yes. isn't that you're saying that the ministry didn't yes. want to accept her maiden signature, her maiden name signature, because they knew she was married? So they wanted her to sign with her married name? Is that what you're saying? I have a letter to that effect. Well, they but there are many women who are married that don't use their married name. Pre precisely. Precisely. But I'm saying, if you use your married name for some reason, let us say you fix your ID or your DP to be your married name, you know that if you change your married name and your passport, you lose your visa and you have to go back and get a new visa with all this appointment and so on. So people have been retaining their passport, government-issued picture ID, with their maiden name. So I don't know if she has other documents with her, with her married name, but she has a document with a maiden name. And I suppose the head pharmacist went to the lawyers in the ministry and got an answer that I am correct. It took five mm. weeks for that to happen. So I couldn't do any documents. So the minister is saying this, why, how the pharmacy board has not done the documents. The reason I started those documents in, in October. I heard Paul saying, why we wait until the last day? Not us, the minister. I started them in October. The ministry prevented me from starting it in October because one of the stakeholders in, in doing these documents, they are not responsible for determining who is the registrar. I am with, with the council. But the ministry is a stakeholder that must accept who we say. They were not accepted. They were accepting the person, but then they were, for five weeks, they were not accepting the person's signature. It gets worse, you know. In early November now, the secretary registrar went away on personal business. I called an emergency meeting. Our section 10-4 authorizes us to fill a temporary vacancy. Given the fact that we have this January the 14th deadline coming up, I call an emergency meeting to make a quorum. One appointee must be there. Who has appointees on the council? The medical board has two doctors, and the minister has two, doc two pharmacists. I call the both ministers' representatives separately to tell them we have this problem where we have an emergency. Deadlines are coming up. Pharmacies wouldn't get antibiotics, narcotics, control. They wouldn't get all the other jobs, blood pressure, medication, nothing. But to be fair, there is a grace period. We're getting the grace period after. We need a meeting because we need to elect a secretary, a temporary secretary. Both of them in separate phone calls require the same thing. Fourteen, after hearing the emergency, yeah, 14 working days notice, which would take us to when the secretary come back. So for three weeks, the ministry, the minister's appointee, minister, remember that minister's appointee, took measures to make sure pharmacy licenses and practicing services could not be issued once again. And the minister has a release now saying it notes the failure of the pharmacy board to issue the practicing certificates. It gets worse. When the secretary arrives in Trinidad, the minister writes me a letter, the press has it, had a press conference yesterday, saying it has come to the attention of the ministry that the secretary has resigned. I told him, well, whatever form that you think that take, Section 9 gives the procedure for her to resign. And the procedure is to send a letter to the registrar. So since she's the registrar, there's a section, Section 712, that we can regulate our own procedure on the things that the Act is silent on. So the Act is silent on whether 
when the person doing the resigning, they say anybody on the council resigning have to resign to the registrar, secretary, registrar, treasurer. And the act is silent on when the person doing the resigning is the secretary registrar herself. So years ago, the council has a decision. In that case, it will be submitted to the president. So I told the minister in writing, he wrote, I wrote, I am in possession of no such resignation. So whatever form the resignation takes is invalid. However, you are mistaken. There is no resignation. Resignation connotes that you are on something, and while you're still on it, you take a measure to come off. What happened is, we had, we were, we had election in 2022, and the secretary registrar, in her capacity as a member of the council, did not present herself for re-election. So if she did not present herself for re-election, obviously she is not a member of the new council. So there's a section that deals with that section, 10 that says you can only be an officer if you are a member of the council. You know is the next word? They say, but. If they say, so the minister quoted that section. So what the minister was really saying, it wasn't that resign, but he used the word resign. She is not a member, so she can't be the registrar again. However, the act used the word but. When they say, when they say but, it means they are going to give you an exception. It says, but if the only reason that a member is no longer a member is by a fluxion of time, then the officer remains in office pending the election of a successor. That fixes the problem that the nursing council had. Eh? They don't have that provision in their law. So I also told the minister in writing, I am in possession. No, I would be the one who would know of the successor because I would convene a meeting as chairman, chair the meeting, and declare, and I have declared no such one. So there is no successor. So based on the section you quoted, she remains in office. That, so that letter was written to me by the minister on the 14th of December. I replied to him on the 16th of December. As of today... I don't have a reply from the minister <clears throat> telling me, go ahead and use the, the signature of the secretary. Why, why is it that it seems to be an annual, uh, for want of a better, better word, you know, bacchanal, malarkey, or whatever well, word or synonym along that line, that there always seems to crop up this sort of issue of contention between the pharmacy board and the Ministry of Health. Why? Why? And, and, I, and I know, and, and, and from listening to you, Andrew, a lot of it seems to be bureaucratic stances um, between the two agencies. Um, you seeing it through a particular lens, they seeing it through a particular lens, and it causes an obstruction in the communicative links between the two well, agencies. Well, I am so, seeing my lens. The lens you are seeing is true for me. Am I incorrect to ask them to accept that half is 0.5? This year, am I incorrect? So you are saying my lens seems to be contributing. I am saying if... Well, it, it, well, well it, it seems as if the two agencies uh, don't have a pleasant relationship. But I and, and, and the only people that will suffer out of that, ultimately, are members of the public. Hence, this whole issue of licenses became and is actually the front page story on all the dailies this morning. The issue of, 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 of licenses and the issues of the pharmacy board versus the Ministry of Health. And I'm just saying from a, from a, a, a practical point of view, there has to be a way for you, for both agencies to iron out their differences. I'm not so, saying so that I, you are right or wrong, you know, Andrew. I'm just talking from an overview. Accepted, but I am saying it always ends up, sorry to say that I am right. So if, if one person is always right, the three things that the ministry used this year was in my favor, you know. Well, let me ask. Let me ask another question, and this is a very mm -hmm. pointed question. Uh, did you have this 
issue before this minister was in office? Well, these it issues. Continues, yes, yeah, the, with this minister, it has been exacerbated. No, but it occurred, did it? Because I remember you having issues with Dr. Kahn also. All the time, all the time. And Which means it, it is not personal, it's systemic. No, I think it's unless you are unless you are the issue because you are the common thread. Ah, so I, I, I'm going to tell you, I am the common. But, thread. So is it that it's a systemic issue or is it you? They have made it me. I am why would two different separate people make it you, unless there are systemic issues that need to be re revised? They don't want to abide by what the law says. I always go on the law, the law, the law. If we don't abide by law, we'll have anarchy. Did but you've had you've had issues with previous minister Dr. Khan. You have issues yeah. with present minister, Doctor. I mean Minister Diasing. You've had several of these issues continuing through different administrations. You are the common thread, and the system is yeah. and the system has remained the same. So it's either the system that needs to evolve, or you are the issue in in so terms if, of logical analysis. So if I am the common thread, but it always ends up being resolved in favor of what I have said. And I'm always right. But, but, and that's why I say maybe it's systemic and they so, need to right. revise the so, system so that so the, the personalities are taken out of it. Right. So couldn't it be that they are adamant in giving me difficulties every year? regardless of the fact that it is a public will suffer. Because what would they have to gain from just giving you difficulties? To me, the only issue, because if it is an issue... Get me out of office. Yeah, but if well, if it is an issue of personalities, I, okay, I, I let's, let's go down the road that, that, yeah. it, that it becomes an issue of personality because human relationships matter in bureaucratic relationships or any kind of relationship, the human relationship matters. You can't devoid yourself of it. The only yeah. way you can devoid yourself of it is if it becomes more and more mechanized. So my suggestion would be, and I don't know, would be in a in a in a in a frame in a framework like this, vis-a-vis -vis Ministry of Health and the and the Pharmacy Board, I would have approached the Ministry of Digital Transformation and say, look. Can you give some input between the Ministry of Health and us in how we can transform this to a digital process with certain matrix points that takes out personalities and personal decisions and obstructions in the process of these things being done? Because you could and say... And that's why I speak, Richard, a systemic change. But no, but my so, response so that, to that is human beings are the ones that have to administer this digital thing after. And the human beings at the ministry find reasons when it is manual. Are you saying that they will not find equal reasons when it is digital? Less so. There's a calculated attempt. To Less so, because digital processes t minimizes the... the, the exactly. Human Human, and, human and we can't depend on whether they like each other or they get along. A system needs to be so robust that it takes that personality issue out of it because there are steps, and according to Richard, checks and, and processes in place that once you meet a particular benchmark in an automated system, it goes through. And if, if someone flouts that, there's a digital record that persons have not adhered to that or someone is trying to change that in an unauthorized way. We can't, it can't depend on whether I like you and you like me and we get along. It has to be a systemic, a robust system that facilitates the process in an efficient manner. Now, I am, I am here for so long because every two years I present myself for re-election. So the membership is in agreement with the way I approach things, you know. I have been re-elected re in... 2006, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, you know. And I was president in 2020, 20, 2000 also. So it is a few who has authority, I am saying, is abusing the authority. Because every time they raise an issue because of a personality issue between me and them, 
if every time for 20 years I am correct, they have to point on time that I was wrong. Then something, the systemic problem is not with Andrew Hammond because he's using the law. He's abiding by the law. He's asking you to abide by what the law says. They cannot, so I'm saying every year they find a new problem. It is just that this year, they started it earlier, and they found problem after problem. Am I something to be wrong to say they have to accept her maiden name? No. Am I something to be wrong if she goes away to try to fill the vacancy quick? No. Who stopped the maiden name thing? Ministry. Who stopped the filling the vacancy thing? Minister appointee. Who, stopped, who said that she cannot sign? Minister. And now the, the pharmacy board is being blamed for it. But the all are hearing the three reasons we are being blamed resides with the, the three causes of the reasons resides with the Ministry of Health. One through the principal pharmacist, second time through the minister's appointee, and third time through the minister himself. So I kind of feel slightly blamed in my all, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying that this is not the first time this is cropping up. And it's going to crop up again. It's going to crop up again in 2023 into 2024. In some way or or manner, it's going to crop up again. And it can't be helpful for it to always be cropping up without trying to initiate some sort of transformational change in how the two agencies intersect. So I am guessing the transformational changes do your duty. I am doing mine. In, in the ministry, do your duty. Do not take your government pay job that the government is paying you to uh, attack someone in your personal view because they are using their personal issues with me to omit to carry out the official duties that they are paid for by the citizenry of Trinidad and Tobago for 20 years. It's not... I, I am not paid by the, by the citizenry to do a duty on behalf of the citizenry, you know. And I'm doing it to make sure they get their antibiotics, narcotics, and control. But when you go to the ministry for them to do their part, they are taking their government salary and, and letting their personal issues color and shade their willingness to do their duty efficiently, even if it redounds to citizens not getting their medication because of a personal issue. All of them get a personal issue with Andrew Hammond. I don't know why. But you have to take it out of the, of the system, take out the personal issue, and do your duty that the government of Trinidad and Tobago is paying you for. But they have been assisted by higher persons because and this is, to, to be fair, I mean, not to be fair, to be blunt, these problems emanate because when the citizenry calls you all and say the government is doing CDAP and I can't get my CDAP medication, without fail, they will call a minister and the minister will say, I didn't know what the citizens talking about. We have everything. Then the press will call me. I will take a sample of all my pharmacies and confirm that they don't have those things. And when I confirm that, and I say that to the press, next two, three weeks, I lose my PBR pass. Mm. When, when my members say, this is why all ministers have the problem with me, because I don't, I used to work with Dan Raj, I was his lawyer, Dan Raj Singh, I do lawyer for the ministry. And I heard him make a statement, you must support the minister. You know what that statement means? That's a lie. When, so let me tell you what, what else. Imagine there is a drug advisory committee in the ministry. Yeah, yeah, drug advisory committee. With no druggists on it. None. You, you know why drug is not on it? Because when my members told me that they haven't gotten paid from CDAP, for nine months, and because I couldn't go and throw rubbish in the road and burn tires, I came to the fourth estate. 
and the minister denies all of them that what he says is that no, all payments are up to date. And when I prove it, I get taken off of every committee in the ministry. You know. So, Mr. Rahman, would you be willing to take some calls? Yeah, but, but can I? But, so I'm just saying, yes, I am. But, but, it, but the thing that happens now, that is happening now, the problem has not been resolved. Because the pharmacy board has to issue the pharmacy licenses. This, for the pharmacies now, the practicing certificates are there. Well, they are not there. They have extended it. But the problem is, that if, if, even when we resolve this problem with the ministry, the problem will start with the pharmacy board. Because the pharmacy board has, do not have the funds to operate. And I went on full-time on the pharmacy board about two years ago. Why, why are you because, saying the pharmacy board doesn't have the funds to operate? Operate in what way? In what, what, what do you need funds to operationalize at this you, point? To issue about 450 licenses. About have, the members, have the membership paid up all their dues? No, most of the, it is traditional that they pay it, except in an election year. Right? Is it, right. So, so they are in arrears or the dues have been paid up? No, they, they're in arrears, meaning as of, the, as of yesterday. So, so they're, they're late. We don't fuss with them for a month late and so on. So when they pay it up, there will there will be a delay in the issuing of the licenses. That is what the started this complaint, because the president of the pharmacy board has to switch from full time employment in the pharmacy board, where I spent fourteen hours a day to do the documents, to taking on a law job. Because the pharmacy board cannot pay me on the cost of a snow cone with light milk, which is the, which is the pharmacy the board amendment regulation that the minister signed allows right. for the uh, certificates, practicing certificates, to continue until the certificate period 2023 to 2044 are issued. Is there any interruption? In the delivery of services, dispensation of drugs, etc., acquisition of drugs under these new conditions, under this situation. With all that, there would have been we are a responsible organization. We will not fail to issue because of inability to do it within a time and then take persons to court because we fail to issue it. So I want to assure the public that their medication was always available as since 1960 when the pharmacy board was established, even if licenses were not issued because there was always difficulty getting to this deadline. So there's no interruption in services to clients? No, no. But I'm saying in law, they should be covered by the issuing of the practicing certificate. But... The practicing certificate has not solved the problem because there is now a license that the pharmacy board has to issue that as of today, the minister will not write and retract his letter because to issue the license, we need buy-in from the ministry that this... So are, are you saying, I'm just trying to get clarity in my own head yes. here, that, yes. if the, that if and when pharmacists continue to dispense and without that license, that they'll be actually breaking the law? Yes, because the pharmacy license... No, sorry, let me add to that. Apart from breaking the law, by not being licensed for the year, because a place, it is an offense to operate a premises without being licensed. So it hasn't been taught out well. Because the pharmacy license now become, actually at the end of the month, now become invalid from last year. But I am making the point, even when we fix that, there is an issue with delay in the pharmacy board because 
the person that does the documents for the council on the other council, and I have to sign them too, has to leave the pharmacy board because of inadequate funding. So the, to avoid that, the pharmacy board president and the secretary and the vice president, is only the executive operator right now, made a decision to ask for a voluntary contribution from every pharmacist and every pharmacy of $50 a month. Mind you, the nurses have this problem. I spoke to Edith Stewart yesterday. You gave me his number. They have a fee of $100 in law, and it is a year. And they try, uh, they have, despite their efforts to get it raised officially in the ministry, the ministry refusing to do it. And they're charging $200 for years now. The difference with nurses and pharmacists is that they didn't behave. They paid $100 and forget it. With my members, a few, a very loud few, they have to make this confusion. And they switched around the $50 to be that, which is the cost of a box of Panadol Ultra plus two, two single packs, eh? They switched around the $50 to say that I said the fees went up. I made it clear I cannot increase the fees. And they switched around the $50. The minister said he has information that I am not given the licenses if they don't pay the $50. That is not what I said. We are obligated under law to give you the license for the $12.50. And you will get it. You will, you will get it. The question is when? Because if I used to work 14 hours a day to do it for you in time for January or February or March, that was when the grace was up to March 31st. So they didn't need this law anyhow. And I now have to switch to two hours a day because Woodford Square has been too cool in the night, meaning I have to pay a mortgage to live in that house. I don't want to go live in Woodford Square. If I have to drop my working hours for the pharmacy board by one-seventh, doesn't it stand to reason that it will take seven times the amount of time to get it done? So my innovative way was to say, we might be able to circumvent that, since many hands make work light. You all pay a contribution, and if we get enough money, I could stay on the pharmacy board full-time and work 14 hours a day and do your licenses in time. All of this is required because the ministry, the ministers, all of them, because I speak the truth about CDAP and so on, fails to increase the fee from $12.50 a month. Now, if we did not get enough people to keep me on full time, I would leave the pharmacy board and go in law. However, what will happen to those who pay? For those who pay for the last time in my life for pharmacy board, I will stay up, I will not sleep to do the document because it is unfair for them for somebody to have paid for something. And then they started saying, the minister wrote me a letter, his lawyers, saying that that contribution is illegal. Two problems with that. We are in a democratic country. If somebody goes into their pocket and takes out two million dollars and gives Andrew Hammond, that is their freedom. Secondly, the, the, the fee of $50 is a fee of a voluntary contribution. They are saying it is ultra-virus law. If you treat it as an, well, they use, use the word expedited fee. But the government is involved in expediting fees. Don't you pay $250 for a passport to get it in three months? And if you pay $550, you get it in seven days? So despite the people dislike a few people or personality with me. Am I wrong? <laughs> I will stick for what is right. So I'm saying, when the minister writes his letter retracting that he is accepting the secretary, up to now he's blaming me for the delay. I am blaming the principal pharmacist, the minister's appointee, and now the minister up to today. If that is fixed, a next problem starts because the minister the same effort it took to change, it's the same thing he had to do, you know, to change the law 
to, to pass the Pharmacy Board Amendment Regulations. You know it needed a Pharmacy Board Amendment Regulation to move the fee from 150 to 250. And I am saying this problem will, will start back next year. He has to do this law again. So if he has to do the law again, instead of doing the stopgap, change the fee. Change the fee. But he is of the opinion that if he doesn't change the fee, it will squeeze out enough money out of the pharmacy board for everything else. So Andrew Hammond will have to leave because there will be no funding. But I have a plan. I have been elected as president, and I'll go back to being a part-time president. Now, mind you, a good question is, the part-time presidents, all presidents before me was part-time, you know. But they had one-fifth of the number of pharmacies to work, work for and one-eighth of the number of pharmacists to work for. So if the work has increased five-fold and eight-fold respectively, two years ago, the pharmacy council realized, they realized it a long time, but they bite the bullet two years ago, we need a full-time council member based on the exigencies of the service that we, the duty, not service, of the duty, the statutory duties that we have to perform. But they are attempting to stymie the ability of the pharmacy board to pay the person that is full-time because that person is a person who says the truth that we don't have CDAP drugs, contrary to what our minister will say. We're not getting paid, contrary to what the, the ministry says. So, so I, I hope you all are seeing, despite the fact that it looks like the problem is with me, because I am the constant in it. Well, I mean, I, I know time, time has run out on us because we have to go to our 8 o'clock news. And yeah. I know we have wanted to take some calls so listeners could have weighed in, but um, I don't know how possible that is. Well, I think it was more important at this point to clear up <laughs> some more things. And I, will, I, I wouldn't mind if you all have more things that you're seeing that you need to clear up, being able to clear it up. But the problem lies with the ministry at this point. And the inner, and the, the lack of willingness to change to change fees. Well, I mean, I think it's more than a change fee issue. I think it, I think because this problem can't be cropping up every almost annually in some form or the other in terms of the bureaucratic fight because it's like a bureaucratic fight um, to get the, the process correct. Um, it can't continue, and no, and the, the only thing, and the only way that things can continue is if there is change, and some sort of meeting, at some middle point between both parties. But I, I take your, that the, I, I take the, your point the that has you never change. We have never changed our approach. Eh? We have the same documents, same procedures. It is, and I'm saying all of that change. needs to change, yeah. and all of that needs to. The whole process needs to be looked at and simplified to take the human decision making out of it in terms of personal situations. No, but we and have that's why, a, and that's why, and, and the only, and the only way that I personally can see that is to transform it digitally. Because when you have to transform things digitally, you have to make it simpler, and you have to cut off all of the excess fat in terms of getting but, down to the direct process. And making sure the process is as simple as possible um, to achieve what you want to achieve with all of the checks and balances in place. But that's why I think it has to move because you can't, we can't be having, you can't be having this kind of bureaucratic fight every single year. It's exhausting. The pharmacy board, the pharmacy board does not give that trouble. You know, the pharmacies get their license easily, easily, easily. The part we have to do. And if I spoke to the ministry, they will say they are not the problem too. And I'm saying, well, they have, I, I, well, they have to provide I, the proof. Yeah, but that's what they I will say. The proof to the press so, I'm, no. so I'm saying I that obviously yes. there's a standoff, and as adults, they have to. Both of you all have to come to some sort. Both parties, both institutions. I mean, I talk about the people. Both institutions right. have to find a way to move forward with less acrimony, and and a more streamlined process in terms of taking the industry forward. I just humbly submit the acrimony doesn't come from my side. 
humbly. <laughs> All right. Well, Andrew, I want to thank you so much for being on the Power Breakfast Show this morning. Yes. Thank, thank you, you for having me. All the best. Okay. All right. Take care. That's... Recording stopped. Thank you for choosing Power 102 Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.